The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello. And welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Patria, uh, and I am joined by my good buddy, two days in a row now, Andrew Hansen, and we are here to break down Friday's December 13th card. So uh, obviously we're recording this the night before. So Andrew, how are we doing tonight? How are your lineups looking and how are you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling well, thank you. Yeah, I got enough energy here for a back-to-back. So ready to rock and roll. Got some decent lineups. I want to thank you for pumping up Kevin Love on today's podcast. You know, we kind of we talked through it, and then you really sort of circled back to him, and we talked about his price, and and I ended up getting him in a bunch of my lineups, and he's really smashing it. So he's taking this back to back really well. So we got to do the same. Yeah, it was a nice price tag, and uh, you know. Kudos to you too. I played a little bit of your Clarkson, and he, uh, you know, last we talked, he was going into the fourth quarter with just about I think twenty DK points. Um, so only needs a couple more to kind of get a nice little five X for us, hopefully. So um, I'm I'm looking forward to this slate, man. I uh, I, I think I'm going to end up finishing the night pretty well. Um, you know, only only one guy in any I think any one of my main like lineups is is not on fire, uh, and I didn't get a ton of them all around. It was just Maxi Kleber. Um, just one or two shares here and there. But other than that, man, I'm looking pretty good tonight. Um, and I'm hoping that we can just keep this rolling uh, straight into this Friday night card uh, with nine games now. So I have four games uh, tonight or yesterday night, night before. And now we're going to be talking about nine games tonight. But before we jump into this, just a big shout out to uh, our, our good sponsors over at Hawaiian Isles Corner Coffee. Uh, these guys, absolutely phenomenal. Best, most reputable coffee company that you'll ever get from anybody here over at Hoopball. Uh, go check them out on their website, HawaiianIsles.com, or you can just go visit them on the easiest way, which is just going on Amazon and just typing in Hawaiian Isles Corner Coffee and then having the fancy drone drop it off for you. Um, Andrew, I'm uh, I'm getting low. I already put the request into my girlfriend for Christmas. I said, this is what I want, socks and underwear and this. That's it. There you go. I I'm, mean, that's how you man. Get, get ready for the next new year. I saw that one of my buddies, uh, he posted something on one of the social medias, and it was just a pair of like underwear with a, a bunch of holes in it, and then a, a pair of socks and some guy's feet with a bunch of holes in it. And then there was a caption, and it said, you know, don't worry, fellas, only two more weeks. Uh, and it's, it's the most one of the most <laughs> true statements I've ever seen, because I hate buying myself socks and underwear, and this is the only time of the year I think I actually get it. Amen. Absolutely. So we're just going to jump right into this, guys. we got nine games, um, and... We're playing it simple. Uh, we spent 45 minutes, I think, Andrew, on four games yesterday. So we're going to try to be a little bit quicker than that uh, just to get ourselves through all these. So let's just jump right into it. First game of the night, we have the Lakers uh, traveling to South Beach going against Miami. Uh, LeBron's return again uh, to his old stomping grounds. Uh, Andrew, gentlemen here, I'll let you fire us off. All right. Well, I'll make it easy for you. I am going to 95% fade this game. They played earlier in the season, very low scoring, 95 to 80. That was out in L.A. And it was very similar in terms of the matchups. Uh, the only, you know, Goran Dragic played in that game. And I think he may have been the only guy to actually exceed value. So 
I have no reason to expect anybody's going to exceed value here in, in a big way, looking at the price tags. Some of these guys on Miami have gotten bumped up like none. He's up to 6.7 uh, after that big big game he had recently. So I don't really like anybody on Miami's side dealing with the Lakers' defense. And the only guy actually that I could play is JaVale McGee. He's 3.5, and I just think that's pretty low for him. So, you know, he's a guy if – I might play once or twice here to get a little bit of a different lineup and get an almost min price guy who can get you seven, eight, nine X. I'm I'm right on the same train as you on this one, man. It's just uh it's just gonna be a low scoring matchup and it's kind of unappealing. Um you're looking at all the Miami guys all priced up, walking into one of the toughest defensive matchups that they could face. And then when we look at L.A., it's just the same two guys. If you're interested in anybody over there, it's going to be either Davis and LeBron, uh, both of them in a little bit of a pace down spot. So um, I, I have no problem if you do want to play one of those guys. I probably prefer LeBron, just, you know, better floor. Um, we've seen Davis go to the locker room one too many times to, you know, feel feel that confident <laughs> with the same price tag. Um, or a hundred too many times. Yeah, right. Uh, I feel like it's every time I roster him. I, I, right. I look over and uh, he's taking a trip after 14 minutes. And the worst part is he would have, you know, 25, 30 DK points in the 14 minutes. Uh, so just keep playing, man. That's all I'm asking. Just get a couple more minutes for me. Uh, but either either way, I, they're, they're both in play. They're not going to be my favorite expensive priced up options, um, but I'm not crossing them off my slate. So. Uh, that's all I got, though. Honestly, I'm not. I'm not really touching anybody else. I'm not going to play. Uh, pay 9,500 for Butler in this matchup. Um, I do like that. You know, you brought up the centers. That that's the one thing I actually did have circled on Miami was actually Kelly Olynyk. Um, I think we might see a decent, some decent burn from Olynyk. Just makes really sense. Uh, a lot of sense from a matchup perspective, knowing that the uh, the Lakers take Javale McGee and Dwight Howard off the bench. Olynyk would make perfect sense to match up, stretch those guys out. Um, and really take control and get the shot attempts on the second unit. So um, probably the only guy at 4,100 I have a ton of interest in. It's just for some simple value. Yeah, solid solid price for him too. He did get decent run in that first matchup, so I like that play as well. All right, let's just move on to the next one. Uh, another 7 o'clock game. We have Houston traveling to Orlando to take on the Magic. Um, one of the more important games because we have Mr. James Harden to talk about. Uh, a little bit of a price decrease in this matchup. So it was twelve nine in the last uh, last slate. Uh, we're getting them for twelve six this time. Is the is a three hundred dollar discount enough for you? <laughs> no, I mean you make sound you make it sound like they're giving away <laughs> with with this discount. What do you mean, dude? Three hundred dollars <laughs> off? Come on. Yeah, I, I mean, it, and it's funny for a guy who put up eighty fantasy points to, to have his price reduced. You know, you do make it sound appealing, but. You know, of course, they are playing a top 10 defense in Orlando. Should definitely be a lower scoring game than what Houston's been involved in recently. A lot of these Orlando games, both teams score under 100 points. So, I mean, they'll have a challenge to get to keep Houston under 100. But I don't expect Harden to put up 80 fantasy points against Orlando in their 29th pace. So, for me, I'm going to fade all of Houston. And look at a couple of the guard options for Orlando. DJ Augustine 4.4 if Fultz is out. Right now he's doubtful and he certainly had a poor performance in his last start against the Lakers but a little bit easier defensive uh, front to deal with for Augustine here 
And then Ross coming off the bench at 4.3. I could see him getting up a bunch of threes against Houston, you know, the, against their average defense. So I'd like to have a few lineups where I get uh, one or two shares of both Augustine and Ross, you know, one or the other. It's a great call. They're both like perfect pivots to each other. Very similar price tags. Forty four hundred for Augustine, forty three hundred for Ross. I I do like those calls. Um, Ross has been playing well too. Uh, ignore the last game where he had uh, that one slip of the the three or two previous games prior to that. Uh, we're looking at you know almost about thirty DK point average at forty three hundred. So um, I had Ross circled. Um, Augustine. I think a lot of people um, you know gravitated towards once they heard that Fultz was out. I know I had a decent amount of them. Uh, and he really just put up a dud. So don't focus on the dud so much. I mean, he was looking at several games prior to that where he was putting up very similar games to where I was just saying about Ross and uh, limited minutes as well. So um, good call. I like both those guys on Orlando. I probably won't be going too much to the front court. Um, you know, I, I, I won't knock if you want to play Isaac at 6,100. I just don't think I'm going to get there. Um, I, I really kind of gravitated away from him once Aaron Gordon kind of got his feet back under him. Um, but when those guys were out, Isaac was taking a like control that usage was overperforming with it and uh was really like just like showing out that he can you know take 18 shots i think he took 21 shot attempts in one of those games so um he's an option it's gonna be a fast pace everybody in orlando is gonna see a bump they're gonna get a few more shot attempts so uh i'm not gonna cross him out um as far as harden uh, i don't mind playing him i mean i just got burned by him i, I did not play him versus the Cavs. we talked about that um i you know i was hoping that maybe the game got out of hand and even if it didn't get out of hand um you know, hoping that maybe he just doesn't go off for 80 DK points and leave me burning and hanging in the wind. Uh, right. Did you have him on that slate? No, I didn't. Yeah, that sucks for us, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought they would, you know, I thought he would play well but not play the fourth quarter. Yeah, and, you know, that's and that's the big thing because the guy's averaging probably about, you know, 17 to 20 points a quarter right now, so... Uh, you know, take that out, and it was just like a nice mediocre game. If you didn't play the fourth quarter, but I'll have some shares of them. I'm not gonna, you know, I'll, I'll last uh, on that last card. I literally uh, went complete fadesville, and that was, you know, something I generally never do with like guys like James Harden and Luca. If anything, I'll be underweight on them. Um, generally, I, I'll, I'll never fade those guys. So I'm gonna go back to my old routine. I'll probably have about 20, uh, 20 percent Harden, um, and just call it a day. Um, you know, at the end of the day, this guy's. I'll, I'll take it and I'll throw the money away if he has a bad game. But on a night-to-night basis, he's just absolutely unbelievable, and there's very few players in the NBA that have his sort of like tantalizing upside um, for daily fantasy. So I'm no longer doing that. I'm not playing Harden at seven or uh, 9700, and I think I have a few better setter options I can uh, play than Capella. Yeah, Westbrook 9700. Yep, and I agree, Capella uh, a little bit more than I want to spend, and we got Vucevic doubtful. But uh, hopefully we'll see him soon. Should be right around the corner. I mean, they, he still uh, mentioned he's uh, dealing with a little bit of soreness from running and jumping and things like that. But he's right around the corner. And, again, keep like you said, keep your eye on him. Uh, we like targeting those guys that are coming off of an injury uh, while their salary is a little bit down for a little while. And then just rolling on it at the perfect time where they get that. You know, he's going to be limited for the first few games. But once we hear that restrictions up and he's still seeing a down salary, um, jumping on that and getting one of those 40 or 50 point games for a guy that's like 7,200 severely underpriced. Do you have anything else on this one? Are you ready to move on? 
Let's keep rolling. All right, next game, uh, last 7 o'clock game. It's going to be the New Orleans Pelicans uh, traveling to uh, Philly uh, to take on the 76ers. It's going to be the second half of a back-to-back for the Sixers. Uh, they're playing tonight versus the Celtics. And, uh, Andrew, I think you know how this works, man. I'm a gentleman. <laughs> you, sir, you certainly are. So interesting storylines here with all these Pelicans who are former 76ers Traveling back to Philly, we've got Redick in his first time back, and he's appealing at 4.9. Had a nice game last time, 32 minutes, 31 actual points. Then you've got Drew Drew Holiday at 7.4, who you might think, well, not too thrilled about him facing this top five Philly defense, but I looked it up last year when he went back to Philly, he went for 30 points and 10 assists. So he certainly jumps jumps and rises to that occasion. So I'm interested in both of those guys. And you know, you can't you can't really look at Ingram in the 7K range and ignore him. So he's going to be in my player pool as well. Yeah, I think it's going to be for me. Uh, you hit the nail on the head. I, I like these price tags. Uh, Seventy six hundred on Ingram is just too cheap. He's a guy that should be about eighty four, eighty five hundred night to night. Holiday, he's priced right, um, but you know Lonzo is pl- coming off the bench now, so it's going to be point Holiday for uh, until further notice at the very least with Kenrich Williams starting alongside of those guys. So um, both those guys are going to continue to be in play with me, and I, th- I feel like they're just going to be flying under the radar in every single slate. Uh, so I have no problem rolling with them. I'm not touching Lonzo with him coming off the bench. I'm not going to touch, uh, you know, the front court too much. Uh, maybe take a look at Kenrich Williams for 3600 uh, simply as a value play. But, uh, you know, he hasn't been such a, you know, a very high points per minute producer uh, with Ingram and Holiday both healthy. He's a guy that's better off targeted uh, when somebody's sitting. So he gets a little bit of a usage bump. Um, that's that's pretty much all. I mean, if you want to take a stab at Okafor at 3,300, he's, he's probably going to have to get used. Like I said, I don't really want to target the front court too much, but they're going to need a body for Joel Embiid. And again, another revenge narrative, another guy uh, from New Orleans playing back in Philly. Exactly. All right, man. Anything on the Philly side? Well, Horford sat out tonight, so we could certainly see him playing and maybe potentially Embiid sitting on, on the back end of the back-to-back. So, if Embiid sits, uh, I like Horford at, at 6K going against Okafor, and then I'll take another I'll take another shot with Thibel. His price is down from tonight. It's down to it's going to be down to 3.7. So those are the two Sixers that interest me. Um, I yeah, I'm going to be watching that news. I think Horford um, he set out the tonight's game. It was due to a knee injury. So it wasn't, I don't think it was necessarily rest. So that's one thing I wanted to keep an eye on. I think he had like some sort of knee soreness. Um, so, you know, they may opt to keep him out two games in a row just because he's a veteran and, uh, you know, Philly's been playing well. Um, so definitely something to keep an eye on. They don't really need to force him to play against New Orleans. They should be able to take care of them uh, without him. But if he uh, if if he does sit, I have no problem going back to Mike Scott at 3K, mid-salary type of player. Um, you know, not somebody I generally would target, but so far he hasn't let us down in these kind of spot start uh, situations. So I have no problem going with him at a minimum salary against New Orleans. And, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't mind even looking at Embiid. I know it is a back-to-back 9,600, but um, New Orleans front court has been getting decimated by these big centers. So I, I'd have no problems uh, taking a shot at him if Horford's out as well. Yeah, what I was hoping for with Horford is that 
it was really just a little minor knee, not not much of a big deal that they just sort of strategized and said, oh, you're a little sore. Well, just sit out tonight. You play tomorrow. And Embiid will play tonight. He won't play tomorrow. So that's what I'm kind of hoping for, for with, with Horford and that he'd be low-owned as well. I think but, you might you might be right um, at the end of the day. I think you might be right. Um, it's, at the end of the day, it's so much easier just to say, you know, yeah, it's bothering him. So, you know, give right. him a reason to list him and uh, not have to worry about this whole rest, rest saga that's been going on all season long with a lot of the players. Especially when you see guys like, you know, the Grizzlies. Uh, we'll get to them um, in a little bit. But it's it's kind of crazy how many teams are just resting, you know, rookies and stars and everything yeah, all around seriously. the league. Um, you know, I saw one of uh, a good buddy of mine, Kyle McEwen, over at Basketball Monster, even said himself, just get rid of the back-to-backs. Stop it. You know, there's, yeah. there's got to be a way that we can schedule around these things. Yeah, we'd all be better off. I think everybody. All right. Um, anything else on Philly, or is that kind of it for you? You're really just looking at, uh, you know, the, that kind of monitoring that Horford situation. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's gonna and that's gonna dictate a lot of the slate because. Um, that's going to have a big impact, especially when you look at a guy like Brandon Ingram, who gets decent run. He plays a little bit of the four as well when they do some small stretch ball, um, and he might have to deal with a little bit of Horford defense. All right, moving on to the next game. We have the Pacers traveling to Atlanta. Uh, this game's going to be a fun one, man. I feel like it's going to be some good fancy value. Uh, which side would you like to start off with? I'll, I'll chat about the Hawks a little bit. These two teams played earlier, and Trey Young went off. He had 49 real points, and he's only at 9.1. So I'm liking him a lot. And then what I'm going to be looking at is is pairing him with somebody else in the backcourt. You know, Herter is 4.0. He played 24 minutes last time out. I'd like to pair them up in a few lineups and see if we can get a nice correlation with them passing to each other for some three-pointers. And Reddish is also stepping up a little bit, and he's only 4.1. He took nine three-pointers last time out, 29 minutes. So I like both of those options. But, yeah, my two favorite Hawks are going to be Trey Young and Herter. I love the Trey Trey call. 9,100, just too cheap, too cheap for him. I mean, a guy that was just, what, 10-4 and 10-5 for the past several games. Um, now just a few bad games, and we're getting back to a nice tasty price tag where I'm perfectly okay with jumping right back on. So I'm with you. I'll be having a ton of shares of Trey Young. Um, I, I, the the Herder thing, I, I kind of want to keep an eye on it. It's just the minutes limit. I do like the price tag, though, 4400 Um And he gets a lot of his value actually playing point guard when Trey Young uh, gets off the court. So um, that's kind of why you've been seeing his assists up lately. Uh, he handles the ball very well and kind of runs a little bit of that second unit point guard. Um, and, you know, monitor that because if we hear his minutes limit is getting lifted or, you know, getting a few extra maybe, I think it was at 25 last time. So if it gets up to 30, it's probably going to be impacting guys like Reddish and Hunter. So, um, you know, as that minute limit uh, increases, I'm probably going to be fading away from those other perimeter players a little bit more. Who do you like over on Indiana? Oh, you know I'm always playing some Sabonis. Oh always, yeah, always playing Sabonis, man. He's just Mister Consistent at this point. It's I feel like the floor is forty, and they never price him, uh, you know, above his floor pricing, eighty one hundred. If I know I'm getting forty out of him, like basically night in and night out at that price tag, and a pace up game uh, against this weak Atlanta interior, yeah, just sign me up. Uh, you know, he'd probably be one of my foundational builds, and he should be in a lot of cash lineups. Yeah, he's just a machine. Just churning, man, churning. I mean, at the end of the day, we're seeing Miles Turner really suffer from it. And, you know, 
Um, I don't know how long they'll be able to last with these running these double bigs lineups. And, you know, they'd mentioned trading one during the off season and before the season. I think they might have to kind of explore that again. Anything else? Um, I'm not really looking. I mean, I don't mind playing Brogdon at 7,500. Um, you know, I feel like there's a lot of guards that we're going to get to. A lot of the a lot of the value I think we're going to use at the guard position is going to be from later games as well. Um, so I'm not going to overexpose myself, but he's most definitely in play. I mean, at the end of the day, if you wanted to play anybody in this starting lineup outside of Miles Turner, I'm not going to argue with it. They're all getting a pace bump, and they all can just get hot on any given night with Warren and Lamb. Um, but for my, my main focus is definitely going to be Sabonis. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I really like pairing those guys up, but there are a couple guard options in that price range later that are also very attractive. All right, man. Moving on to the 8 o'clock games. Uh, Charlotte Hornets traveling to Chicago, take on the Bulls. So we get to see uh, you know MJ's team going back into MJ's home. Uh, this is going to be a, a pretty fantasy-friendly matchup. Two pretty porous teams, uh, both play at, uh, you know, kind of neutral paces. Both don't have very good defenses. Bulls have been a little bit better as of late, so it's something worth noting. Uh, but I want to start off at the top of this. I'm just going to make us talk about the Hornets, man. How about Devontae Graham this season? He's he's proved me wrong. I was kind of a, a doubter at the beginning of the season. I didn't think he'd be able to kind of play at this level um, for a long period of time. But um, did you know he's actually uh, on pace for 303-pointers this season? I did not know that, but... He has been stroking it. I, I want to say in the last couple of games he's made at least six or seven both games. So he's hot right now. And, you know, hey, he's a Jayhawk. That's how we roll out. And, out <laughs> you love your Jayhawks. Um, but, yeah, I mean, what a, what a great story because he had a great college career. And then everybody wondered how he would fare in the NBA, you know, with his size. Um, how is he going to – you know, find a niche, but he has just been blazing this year. So uh, a lot of fun to watch. Absolutely. Still tough for me to play. Well, I'm not going to lie on this one. You know, part of me still has that. I'm, I'm not a full truther uh, vibe in him where I just, I, he's doing it night in and night out. So I'm not going to tell people don't play him. Um, am I going to play him? Probably not. I'm, I'm going to kind of stick with the same. I, I have my same routine where I probably have very, very you know, little shares. I'll expose myself um, in a few one-off lineups where I want some exposure to this game. But I don't feel like this is he's somebody that I need to play. He's priced fairly at 8300 um, At the end of the day, I think I would take the price discount with Terry Rozier. But I wanted to start off talking about the guards right away because those are the main guys I'm usually interested in when I'm looking at Charlotte. And Chicago plays very good defense against opposing point guards. Um, Chris Dunn is a stout defender, and he's been getting big runs. So I'm okay with actually not playing either one of these guys. Um, but I, I'm not going to knock you if you'd like to. So I'm not going to completely cross him off. Just know I'm going to have very, very little shares outside of tournaments. Yeah, I'm with you. I like Rozier a little bit better, $1,600 cheaper, and he's got that little uh, price reduction, sort of a la Harden here, three, three, three to 400 from where he's been. He's been in the low 7K range recently, so that jumped out at me a little bit to see Rozier at 6.7. He did have 28-5 in an earlier matchup against the Bulls this, this year, and they've had two high-scoring close games, 126-125. And 116-115, so it, it is an attractive game, and Rogier is, is my number one target for Charlotte. All right.
right. Um, you, you like anybody else? You checking out anybody in the front court over there? I mean, no, PJ Washington's been playing a little better of late. Yeah, no, nobody else jumped out at me in the front court. All right, man. I'm kind of with you on that one. I didn't know if maybe there was something I might have overlooked, but I mean, they've been pretty underwhelming outside of their two main guards for the whole season. They don't have much. I mean, we were we were thinking that Bridges was going to step up coming into the year. Uh, kind of take that that next leap, and we just kind of haven't seen it yet. And it might just come a little bit later in the year as he gets a little bit more comfortable um, with the offense, gets a couple more shot attempts up. Uh, we also weren't factoring in Graham even taking half this amount of shot attempts on a regular basis, so that greatly impacts uh, you know Washington and Bridges' value. Uh, so we'll just jump right over the Chicago side, man, and a lot of a lot of injuries that uh, Chicago is dealing with right now. So uh, we'll just start at the top. We'll go very slow through this. Zach Levine. He's currently dealing with a shoulder issue. He is probable. Wendell Carter Jr. is always probable, always dealing with something, whether he's on there for his abdomen, tailbone, head, thumb. Uh, he's basically one of those guys that is permanently on the injury report. Otto Porter is still going to be out for at least the next few weeks uh, until he gets reevaluated for his foot. Chris Dunn is probable, dealing with a knee injury. We have Denzel Valentine, who is probable, dealing with an ankle injury. Uh, Ryan Archidiacono. Uh, is probable dealing with an elbow injury. And I I think Chandler Hutchinson is also questionable, but uh, it doesn't matter about him anyway. He's pretty useless as a as a fantasy player in general. Um, so I think I got everybody. Did I miss anybody? Oh, Felicio. I'm sorry. Doubtful. Rest. So that's all the injuries. Uh, just about everybody on the team. Everybody seems like they're going to be playing, but they're all listed on the injury report because I just want to point out how annoying the Bulls are. Um, I don't know why you got to list everybody like that, man. I, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. I don't feel like every single player on your team needed to be on the injury report, uh, besides three. So, uh, <laughs> why yeah, you, why I, I wrote a note down for Wendell Carter Jr. The same words you used. I just it, I just thought it was funny that his injury description was abdomen, tailbone, head. That's just a trio that you don't usually hear. So now we've got back to back. First time ever injury designations because we had Jamal Murray with the right trunk contusion, and now we've got the the old abdomen, tailbone, head designation. <laughs> That's the <laughs> ab, tailbone, and head. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, so uh, you know there is some value to be had in this game. I really don't. I'm not uh, attracted to it too much. I was all over marketing in the last one. Played pretty well. I didn't get the performance I really wanted. I wanted. I was hoping for a little bit more, and it just he wasn't putting up too much of the ancillary stats, too many of the counting stats. Scored was knocking down shots. Hit a big shot at the end of the game, um, but overall was uh, still leaving me wanting just a little bit more. You know, um, got 32 out of them, so I really just kind of hit that value. Wanted to break it, so I'm I'm okay with really just not playing anybody from this side of the ball whatsoever. Um, you know, kind of taking my love out of Sadoransky for a little bit. In the right matchups, I have no problem targeting him, but we're kind of seeing his minutes fluctuate. He was getting a solid 30 a game, um, and now we've seen him play you know, less than 25 in two out of the last four. So kind of maybe just leave him uh, designated for tournaments if you do want to play him. I don't really trust him in cash right now. Yeah, the, the one guy for me that I'm going to play is Levine at 8.0, and he also had that big 49-point game against Charlotte earlier in the season. So I'll go back to him. With uh, a few lineups, yeah, you can never knock playing Levine. I mean, he's one of the. We're kind of starting to see him look like he was uh, the Levine of last season with all the usage and making sure he's getting his shot attempts uh, night in and night out. So I'm not gonna knock you. He's always that fair price tag. Do I don't. Th he's always floating around that like 77 to 8k range. Yeah, I know it's funny. Right before I opened up the matchup to see his price, I was saying to myself, "All right, 
as long as he's under 8K, he's going to be on my list. And then sure enough, he's right at 8.0. So just right on that borderline where I'll, I'll get him in a couple lineups. I have death taxes, Levine being about 8K. <laughs> it's, it's right up there. All right, man. Uh, anything else you, uh, you, you're you looking at in this one? Or are you ready to move on? Let's move on. All right, we have another 8 o'clock game. Milwaukee is traveling to Memphis uh, to take on the Grizzlies. So uh, this game is going to have a ton of value. I mentioned it at the top. We've, we're getting a couple of the uh, you know the rookies are getting rested. So we're, the John Morant's already been rolled out. Brandon Clark's been already rolled out. Uh, looks like Grayson Allen is going to be um, ruled out as well. So um, I think we're good to go, man. I think, we're, uh, I think we can start firing this back up some Melton. Absolutely. He's, my, he's circled for the Grizzlies. For me, 3.9 in the games that Job missed in the last few weeks, he averaged about 24 minutes and about 29 fantasy points. So we're looking at, you know, on average, better than 7x return. And, you know, these two teams are top five in pace. So th- this is a game that I really want to get uh, stacked up here in a few of my lineups and Melton will be the number one target for me on the Grizzlies and uh, Tyus Jones would be the other. So I, I wanted to mention Melton over Tyus Jones and I, I kind of did that for a reason. I think they're both very much in play. Uh, Melton $200 more. I think people might look at Tyus Jones. He'll probably, Tyus Jones will probably get the starting nod, but we can't imagine that the Grizzlies can keep up with the Bucks, especially with Giannis's resting. The last one should be good to go um, in tonight's matchup. I can't imagine this game staying close, and I feel like if it does go into the garbage time, Melton's going to be the guy that's closing out the game. So that's kind of why I'm leaning towards Melton, and for that same reason, um, knowing Brandon Clark's out, knowing Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to be getting a handful of Giannis right to his face, um, I kind of have some Kabokolo interest, man. I know I'm the Kabokolo guy, and uh, once in a while, you know, I, I mention him and. You know, he's he's kind of a pretty good point-per-minute producer. I would never anticipate him getting more than 20 to 25 minutes, but I can easily see in this kind of matchup, if this game script goes that way, um, him getting around that 20-minute mark. And at 3K, I have a little bit of interest in him. Yeah, he certainly could. Um, and I've been with you on a couple nights with him. I'd like to see one more guy be out uh, to go to go his to go call his number. Um and, you know, again, we are recording this on Thursday night. I think there's a chance Giannis won't play because the Bucks are playing again on Saturday. So, you know, a couple nights ago I thought this quad injury was, you know, again, just a, a shield for uh, regular rest here. But, you know, maybe it's actually a little something where they're going to say, let's just hold them out one more day. Uh, we are playing the Grizzlies. Um, so if – I'm, I'm kind of hoping he sits out again because then this game's easier to stack. We can just go right back to Bledsoe, Middleton, and Ilyasova. Uh, and, and that was the the number one stack uh, in tournaments on the, on the last slate with Giannis out. I had all the Ilyasova. I always, always look at Ilyasova when Giannis missed. Uh, he sometimes gets overlooked. I think the veterans in the DFS industry know about it. But I feel like the, the common player um, – overlooks that especially if he's not you know directly inserted in the starting lineup i know a lot of people are talking about divincenzo when he sat out as well as their value option um no i'm, I'm with you if he sits out again i'm firing up Ilyasova, uh 4600 i you know again he's another guy that would see some pretty decent run i think in the garbage time as well um if it gets there but middleton bledsoe both of them are priced fairly um 
severely underpriced if if we get if we hear that Giannis is sitting. So fired up those guys. I am perfectly okay with. Anything else yeah. over on Milwaukee or? Nope. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll those three guys out together. As you mentioned, Ursan is up to four point six, but you can stack those three together for eighteen point one k. And last time out, they went for about one hundred and twenty fantasy points. So well worth the investment. Yeah, I mean, if Giannis ends up sitting this game out, you're getting some guard exposure in this game, no matter what. Whether it's on the Grizzlies side or on the Bucks side, you're going to have some guards in here. Um, just There's just going to be a ton of value, and we're going to want to take advantage of it. And that's kind of why, uh, when we were speaking about a few guards earlier in the night that were in that mid-tier price range, um, it comes a little harder to actually feel a lot of confidence in when you have these kinds of options on the slate later for either down at Melton at 3,900 or you hear that Giannis is out and you're paying a 68 for a guy like Middleton who, you know, gets a massive usage boost and basically has a floor of 35 points at that, at that point. All right, man. I'm ready to move on, though. Uh, 9 o'clock game. Golden State Warriors taking on the Utah Jazz. Uh, pretty un, unappealing game, I think, overall. Uh, we already have some injuries. Golden State, Draymond Green will be resting. Uh, Eric Pascal is, uh, is doubtful. So we're going to have some minutes that are going to open up at the power forward position. But I'm going to let you start this off. Who would you rather talk about, uh, Golden State or Utah? I'll get into Golden State a little bit. You mentioned their injuries. Kai Bowman also just sent down to the G League. So what does that leave us with? D'Angelo Russell with all the usage, 7.7, I think is a good price for him. He did well in this matchup earlier in the season. He went for 33-2-8. So I like him a lot. He's one of those guys I was thinking about when you mentioned Brogdon earlier. So $200 to go up to Russell from Brogdon, and I will do that in a few lineups and the only other warrior I'd be looking at is Alec Burks at 5.3. Of course, former member of the Jazz, and he played played well in the team's earlier return to Utah. So, I, I mean, I haven't been a big Burks guy, but with those other guys out, if Pascal's out along with Draymond, then I, I wouldn't mind pairing Burks with D'Angelo. It's a very limited sample size, but uh, right now, um, Burks is seeing about a usage of 22.2% with Bowman, Draymond, and Pascal off the court this season, averaging about 1.5 DK points per minute. So if we know that he's getting you know 30 minutes, um, I don't mind paying 5,300 for a guy that's averaging over a point per minute. Uh, so I'm glad that you brought him up, uh, and it's also a little bit of a revenge narrative. Used to, you know, st- <clears throat> excuse me, started his career off in Utah, so he's uh, might still have some friends and family in the area. So no problem looking at that guy. And Russell just too cheap for his usage. At the end of the day, it's going to be a little bit of a script. Um, you know, obviously we don't want to target too many teams against Utah, but D'Angelo Russell with the usage that he's going to absorb, it, it's it's he's not necessarily matchup proof, uh, but the usage definitely helps. I mean, if you, it's again, it's almost that buddy healed scenario that I was talking about, coach with. And if he's getting 25 shots a night, I have no problem paying this 70 uh, 700 uh, price tag for him. How about with the home Jazz? So the Jazz, definitely getting in a good spot. We know that Golden State's defense has been putrid. They just play kind of up and down basketball at this point in the stage, uh, this stage in the in the season. Really gunning for that top three pick, it looks like. Uh, but, I mean, I'm going to continue looking at Ingles. I think this is a good matchup for him. Uh, the price tag is still fair at 5800 Leaves a little bit of, of juice left on the bone uh, with Conley out. Yes. Not too, too much, but there's a little juice left on there. 
Um, and then I think it's it's going to be uh, you know a guy like Bogdanovich at 5,900. Um, I'm really going to look at those mid-tier guys and hope that um, I can capitalize on one of them in this pace-up game, getting a few extra three-point shot attempts. Obviously, Gobert and Mitchell are both in very good spots. It's just going to be realistic here. It's going to be hard for me to pay for those guys, knowing I'm targeting several other players at the same position. Um, it's slightly better matchups overall. Yeah, I, I was looking at Ingles. He's the, the one guy I have circled here. Three straight games over 30 fantasy points, so he's finally in a bit of a groove. So I like him at 5.8. I looked at Boy, Boyan, and I said, oh, boy, that's a good price tag for him. I'm probably going to fade him. He's probably going to get 40 fantasy points because um, he's just one of those guys that, that, that will slide through the cracks for me. Um, but Ingles and you know a little bit of interest in Mitchell, but um, overall not – too much interest in this game we've got a really exciting one at 9 30 that i've got more interest in all right well i'm cool then let's just run right to that one because at the end of the day i don't think i'll have that much bogdanovich either i like him in the spot i like the price tag he's just not somebody i end up clicking on too much a little underwhelming for me just i know the scoring's there for him a lot um but i try not to you know depend on those scoring reliant players because everybody's jump shot can be off on any given night just keep going though 9 30 clippers Traveling to Minnesota, taking on the Timberwolves. Uh, you seem pumped up about this game. We were talking about it a little bit before we got on air. So do uh, you want to fire us up? Yeah, well, 230 over under, five-point spread. And big news, we've got Pat Beverly out. So we get expect a little bit of a bump in usage for our boys, Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell. And they, of course, have the much more attractive price tags than Kawhi and, and Paul George so those are my two favorite Clippers. And, you know, we'll have to wait and see what the starting lineup is. I wouldn't be surprised if Lou Williams starts. But, you know, there's a chance I would throw in another player here, one of these mid-price min price guys like Magruder, who is probable to get back on the court. He's had a few games in the 20 to 30 fantasy point range. So that's what I'm looking at on the Clippers side. Yeah, there's definitely going to be a little value that opens up. Obviously, the minutes are, are, are what the main thing that we're going to be looking at. I mean, Patrick Beverly doesn't, you know, garner a ton of usage as it is. It's not like him missing a game is going to, you know, open up 20 shot attempts for to be spread around. Um, so we're really going to be looking at who's kind of taking on that minutes load, and then just looking at the regular guys that we normally would, like you said, Lou Will, Montrez Harrell. You're you're our our go-to Lou Williams, uh, Montrez Harrell guy. I don't know if you if you've known that. Um, no, I'm happy to be that you are, guy. You're the whisperer for the show oh, right now, man. I know proudly. I, I get them. I get them right. I think about fifty percent of the time, and I feel like you're you're a better number than that uh, on those two guys. So I I'm going with you. If you say that these guys are in play, I'm going to keep them in there. I like this matchup. It's a high total. It, it fits both of them well. We know Carl Anthony Towns' defense is putrid, um, and I also don't mind even taking a stab at Zubach if you want to just try to be a little contrarian. Um, very limited. Don't expect big minutes out of him. But when he gets the twenty minute mark um, in these kinds of matchups. He, uh, he gets the rebounds. He can easily grab a quick double-double. If not, we've seen a couple of these games where he gets like 13 and 8 and can give you 25 to 30 DK points at only 4,500. So not the best value, uh, maybe not the most reliable value, but somebody to mention. And uh, I know a lot of people like to do late-game slates and stuff like that too, so I try to touch on um, guys that might not necessarily be in my core builds for the full slate, the whole nine games, but might be in it for like maybe the last one or two or three. Yeah, I like that a lot, and you know, especially for a shorter late slate. Um, but you could certainly stack like five guys in this game on the main slate, and hope that it goes goes into overtime. We, we see that quite a bit. 
Um, you know, you and I mentioned off air, we're talking about the New York and uh, Golden State overtime game that really changed the slate. So um, over on Minnesota's side, I, I think the key news here is what's happening with Teague. He's questionable. Only 5.5, and he, he had an excellent game last time out. So I, let's let's monitor the news there. If he plays, I really like his price in this game. If he doesn't, Shabazz Napier is only 3.3. So I like to play. I'd like to play one of them in this game stack. And of course, Wiggins and Cat are are in play. Um, Wiggins probably a little bit more attractive. Well, 7.2, but he he is going to face those tough defenders. Um, so maybe this would be a cat game. Um, I'll probably play around with that. Um, do a little bit of each. Oh, buddy, this is a cat game. This is a cat yeah, game. Yeah, uh, it is. It is. It's not nine, under 10 K. I'll take that. Um, I mentioned if I'm targeting, you know, positional players against the Clippers, give me the front court guys. Um, I just talked about Zubac a little bit. I'm not, I mentioned Zubac just for the sole purpose that he's, he's going to have to play. Um, not that he's necessarily a great defender. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns is going to have to take a bulk shot attempt. See, if this game is is staying close uh, and playing all four quarters, it's going to have a lot to do with him. Um, and then the other guy that it'll have a lot to do with, I think, is going to be Jeff Teague. He's just been playing well. Um, I'm not too worried about the ankle injury. I mean, he's always dealing with ankle injuries. I feel like he's been questionable the past few games with an ankle injury. So um, I would just kind of expect him to play at this point at 5,500. That's a good enough price tag to entice me. And if he does sit, yeah, I'm cool with just loading up on Napier at 3,300. At that price tag, I would probably almost lock button him um, if Teague sits, especially with no Pat Bev defense. Yeah, he'd be the perfect value guy to roll out there in this nine-game slate. I agree. Yeah, and the Wiggins thing, it's going to be tough knowing that, you know, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are there, uh, two right. of the best perimeter defenders. I mean, he has been playing very well. Um, it's going to be contrarian. A lot of people are going to be thinking the same thing as us, and then they're going to look at Carl Anthony Towns at under 10K going against the Clippers. Um, so all that's going to stand out to some people too. So if you want to get on the contrarian side of things and just get them at a lower ownership than normal, I'm not going to knock you for that. Still a very fair price tag at 7200 for what he's been doing. Well ready, said. Ready to move on to the last game? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd rather keep talking about this game, but we do have one more to talk about. <laughs> well, I, it's, uh, you know, those New York Knickerbockers in the late game hammer. Uh, before oh, we yeah. get to this last game, though, just another quick shout-out to our guys over at Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. Uh, please check them out. And, uh, you know, maybe you don't like coffee yourself, uh, but everybody knows a coffee lover in their life. So pick up a little bit of their sample packs, grab a couple blends, uh, package them up. Maybe it's a stocking stuffer. Uh, send it over to somebody. It's the holiday season. And uh, let them enjoy a nice warm cup of that in the morning. So, uh, also, if you have a minute, please rate and review. Uh, we're available everywhere that you can find your podcasts on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, you name it. We are all over the place. Um, and we really do appreciate everything that you guys do for us over on that side of things where uh, we see the ratings and we see the reviews come in on a weekly basis. And they're always generally pretty constructive. Um, if you guys do have some advice or maybe something that you'd like to see different, uh, we try to cater to that and change it for you the best that we could. So uh, keep that coming, guys. It allows this content to be free. And if you have a chance, please go sign up for the Bruise Letter, guys. It's free. Um, if you're not signed up, I don't know what you're doing. It's absolutely free, and you're getting some of the best knowledge and advice from the best in the industry for season-long basketball. And that's uh, our, it's our founder over here, Aaron Bruski, uh, sends this out every Monday, and it's fantastic. He goes through every single team, breaking down things that he noticed throughout the week, things to watch in the future, um, and different scenarios to affect the season-long fantasy basketball season. 
All right, I got all that out. I feel like I needed to take a sip of my Powerade over here, Andrew. So I'm going to let you start us off. Pick your team. I'm going to swig this before my mouth dries out like a desert. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll make it easy. I'm going to go with the short analysis for the Kings. And that is that I'm going to get some Bogdan Bogdanovich in my life here at only 4.7. And he's been struggling a little bit. He's been a little bit gimpy. But he did play 29 minutes last time, had 17 points. So, I mean, this is just a ridiculous price for him if he's anywhere near 100%. So I'm going to buy low on Bogdan at 4.7. I like it. I'm, uh, You know I'm a Bogdanovich guy. I like the price tag. Um, yeah, no. I, I The only other guy I really have any interest in is, uh, you know, Buddy Heald, 7,100. I don't mind it, but I'm going to be looking at Bagley. Um, 6,200 is a more than fair price tag. Played 24 minutes in his first game back. Wouldn't be shocked. It was a thumb injury that he was dealing with. So I wouldn't be shocked to see those minutes ramp up rather quickly. Um, and if I know I can get 30-plus out of him, I would be, you know, I can I can see him playing 28, 30, uh, possibly even more. Um, I'm more than happy paying 6,200 uh, going against the Knicks front court. So those are those are my main three options. I think that's uh, three options a lot of people are looking at. Um, I'm kind of going to avoid the Rashawn Holmes thing right now, you know, kind of seeing how uh, they're going to have to divvy up the minutes between Belicia and Holmes now that Bagley's out. Remains to be seen. I mean, Holmes really took the brunt of that uh, in the last one. Only played 25 minutes, but he did get into foul trouble uh, rather quickly. So um, I'm still going to kind of play that by ear and not really invest in either one of those guys. Yeah, I'm actually going to sit this one out for the Sacramento front court. I'm going to wait one more game to see if anything changes because they were pretty evenly split there between those four guys of Holmes, Bielitsa, Bagley, and Ariza uh, also getting heavy minutes off the bench. So, I, I mean, Bagley at 6.2 is excellent, but I, I'd like to see him get 30 minutes before I invest in him. All right, man. And uh, what are you looking at over there on the New York side? Not too much. Um, but, again, if you are playing one of the later slates, you know, the Knicks are showing some signs of life here. Uh, in that last game against Golden State. So you can never really argue with Randall at 6.9. Portis is a nice price at 3.6. And Peyton, 4.2. He got 30 minutes and went 14-4 and 5. So he's another value play here that I would actually consider on the main slate. And, you know, right in that same ballpark with going back to the – early games here at DJ Augustine and, and Terrence Ross in that 4.2 to 4.4 range. I like him as well. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the Peyton call is one that I'm going to keep an eye on. Um, I believe Dennis Smith Jr. missed the game. Uh, it was due to an illness uh, the last game. So that could have been part of the reason why we saw um, Peyton get that a little bit of extended run. Um, so it's worth monitoring, though. It's a good matchup for him. 4200 is a more than fair price tag. And then I think like you, you hit the nail on the head. The other ones are just going to be the, our, our general guys that we're looking at over there. I'm not really going to be playing Frank Nittaclina. So if you want to take a look at Randall um, or R.J. Barrett, I don't mind it. I, you know, Barrett, I'm okay with. I really just loved him in that last matchup. I think I mentioned him uh, going against Golden State. Really well, above and beyond what I expected. I didn't expect to get the 10 rebounds out of him. I expected the shot attempts and the minutes to be there. Uh, but he really came out and overperformed. He got 44.5 DK points. Um, just wanted to bring him back up. I like to target shooting guards versus the Kings. Um, and guess what position he plays. So uh, he's going to be on my radar for that sole reason. Not going to overexpose myself to him because I don't like the points chase, uh, but I'll still keep him in my player pool. 
Right on. And that's it, brother. That's it. Nine games uh, in the books. Really tore through that, man. Um, in, in, in the perspective of our other podcast, which was less than, I uh, was it four games that we did last night? So same amount of time. Exact same amount of time, man. So we really cruised and motored through this. Uh, hopefully, uh, we were able to touch on everybody enough for you guys. Keep an eye on the news like tonight. Uh, we just saw everything kind of get changed once we saw guys getting scratched, getting questionable, left and right. All the news, um, and it's something we have to monitor. So make sure you're following Hoopball um, Fantasy on Twitter. They get those blurb updates. We constantly are producing them every minute of the day, um, and you'll usually see a little bit of a fantasy and DFS spin on every part of our analysis. So uh, make sure you're following that. And if not, you can always follow us on Twitter, and we will be retweeting every little piece of information that we see. We'll try to answer your questions as often as possible. I do admit I've been a little bit busy lately uh, just with the hassles of life. So I haven't been able to get to as many questions uh, on Twitter, but I'll try to catch up on those and get to them as soon as possible. And I do appreciate um, you know, everybody reaching out to me. So um, you can find me on Twitter at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. You can find Andrew over at Language Olympic, L-A-N-G-U-A-G-E-O-L-Y-M-P-I-C. And you can find Coach at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. And you can find Miles at Miles6565. And that's our squad, Andrew. Any other final thoughts that you would like to get out of your noggin over there about this slate that might be, uh, you know, just that last hidden gem, maybe a guy that you're just kind of thinking is going to be super low-owned that you just want to, you know, maybe let our listeners know about on the way out of here? Uh, I guess the last guy I looked at was was DeAnthony Melton again. So let's get him in our lineups to three point nine. And the thing I'm the other thing I'm looking at here is just this four hundred thousand dollar mini winter main event on DK. Hundred thousand to first place. So we've got some big contests on this Friday night. It would just be amazing if we could get one of our listeners to to hit a big GPP and and uh, you know let us know that they listen to the podcast. So. Um, just keep that in mind, everyone. Let us know if you get a big score so we can celebrate with you. Absolutely. We want to hear about it, and we want to help provide some presence for you guys during this holiday season. So we want to be able to get you guys one of those 100K so that you could just uh, you know, start balling out on your family uh, for, for whatever holiday you're celebrating and just get them whatever they want. Um, all right, man. Well, we will see you guys later. Uh, we will be back tomorrow, and I think tomorrow it's going to be – is it coach and me? I think coach and me. I'm getting. I believe I'm, you're right. I sound like coach now. I don't even know what's going on anymore. So he'll, <laughs> he'll chuckle a little bit when he's listening to this. So yeah, I'll be on tomorrow night with coach, uh, and then you will be on with Saturday. Next time we'll hear you is Saturday with Miles. Yeah, for the Sunday slate. You Absolutely. Got it. All right, man. Uh, that's all we got for you guys. Thank you for listening, and we will catch you guys tomorrow. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.